The following audio is from LaGrange Church of Christ, located in Texas. For more information about LaGrange Church of Christ, please visit our website at www.lagrangecoc.com. Well, grace and peace to you this morning. We're so glad that you're with us today. I want to thank uh, David for, for reading that passage from the Gospel of Matthew for us this morning. Uh, we have to use him while we can because he's only with us for a couple more weeks um, before he goes off to, to Mexico and, and goes to college down there. But, but we're thankful um, for him reading that scripture for us this morning and thankful for the man that he's turned out to be. Um, Cello and Doug have something to be very proud of there. Uh, we're glad that you're here because this is an exciting day for several reasons. We're, we're thankful that the, the Hilgers have placed membership with us, and so we celebrate that. Also, as several have already noted this morning, um, things look a little bit different in here. And that's because tonight at 6.30 begins our VBS. And this morning, what we're going to do is we're going to kind of introduce that theme and we're going to talk about faith because faith is an important subject to us as Christians. And so uh, if you have your Bibles with you, you can be turning to Hebrews chapter 11. If not, you can look at it up on the screen And we want to begin with these 10 verses. The writer of Hebrews writes, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by it the people of old received their commendation. By faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. By faith Abel offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain, through which he was commended as righteous, God commending him by accepting his gifts. And through his faith, though he died, he still speaks. By faith, Enoch was taken up so that he should not see death, and he was not found, because God had taken him. Now before he was taken, he was commended as having pleased God. And without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists, And that he rewards those who seek him. By faith, Noah, being warned by God concerning events as yet unseen, in reverent fear, constructed an ark for the saving of his household. By this he condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he is called to go out to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith, he went to live in the land of promise as in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. One of my favorite movies growing up was The Right Stuff. And I know most kids my age probably uh, were not watching films like this, and if they were, it probably wasn't their favorite But there was something about this film that that fascinated me. And and I still remember scenes from it very vividly today. Uh, The Right Stuff was a movie that was over three hours long. And it was about the beginning of the space program. And it starts out focusing on a man named Chuck Yeager. And he was the first one to break the sound barrier. And this sets up the rest of the film which uh, then goes on to to tell about the space program and its beginnings. 
And it is the story of such men as John Glenn and Alan Shepard and Gus Grissom and others. And what made this movie so intriguing was that everything they were trying to do in it was new. Uh, No one had ever broken the sound barrier before. No one had ever flown that fast before. No one had ever gone into outer space before. And no one knew what would happen while they were doing these things. They were truly going where no man had ever gone before. And this was exciting, but it was also scary. And when we are trying something new or adventuring somewhere where we have never gone before, then we want to hear from someone who has gone before us. Think about the last time you were asked to try some food that you were unsure of. Maybe some escargot. Come on, you know, doesn't that look yummy there? So, uh, and, and the food that you were trying may have looked strange. It may have smelled strange. And most of us don't just plop it into our mouth. You know, we want to know, what does this taste like? You know, is, is it good? Is it bad? Is it going to make me sick? Will I like it? We want to hear from someone who has gone before us. It's summertime, and many of us are taking vacations, or, or you've already taken a vacation already. And we have our favorite vacation spots, but sometimes we like to go to a place where we've never been before. And so we plan our trip, we, we research everything online, but we also want to hear from someone who has been there. And so we find a friend, or we find a family member who has made the same trip, And we ask them, you know, what should I do? Uh, Where should I go? You know, what should I eat? What should I wear? We take comfort in knowing that someone else has been there. We seek their wisdom and advice. We want to hear from, from them before we make this same journey. Well, Hebrews 11 is the hall of fame of faith. It is the story of all the people who have gone on before us. And in just in in 40 verses, the author of Hebrews lays out the history of creation, the patriarchs, and Israel. What is the point of this magnificent chapter? Well, this book was originally written to a congregation that was struggling. These were people who were filled with doubts. They were unsure about their future. They did not know what to do. Should they give up or should they keep on going? And the book was a letter of encouragement and chapters 11 and 12 are the climax. The Christian life is a journey. It is a long distance race. In Hebrews 12 and verse 1, the writer says, therefore, Since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us. And so when we are on a long journey, when we are trying to to persevere in the middle of a race, we want to know that others have gone on before us. We need that encouragement. We need to know 
that there are others out there that have faced the same challenges and that they have overcome. We need to know that we're not alone and that others have endured the same trials and the same temptations. Hebrews 11 is a who's who list of people in the Bible. It starts in the beginning with Abel, uh, the son of Adam and Eve, who made a pleasing sacrifice to the Lord. It then goes on to remind us of Noah, Abraham, and Moses. We hear about the faith of Rahab, a prostitute, and warriors like Gideon and Samson. The author does not fail to mention David, the great king of Israel. The prophets are mentioned along with all the trials and the persecutions that they endured. And how did all these individuals overcome? How did they finish the race? How did they make it through the difficulties of life and receive the reward that was promised to them? There's one answer. It was because of faith. Faith is the one thing that ties all these stories together. And so the events of Hebrews 11 span more than a thousand years. But each story has faith at its center. We live by faith. And if we're going to finish the journey, if we're going to overcome, then it will be because of faith. What is faith? Well, the author defines it for us in Hebrews 11 and verse 1. He says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. I like how the kingdom New Testament translates it. It says, What then is faith? It is what gives assurance to our hopes. It is what gives us conviction about things we cannot see. Faith is what gets us through life. It is what feeds our hopes and gives us conviction. Jesus says, with faith as small as a mustard seed, we are able to move mountains. And so faith is powerful. It sustains us. It motivates us. It keeps us going when the road is rough. All of these stories in Hebrews 11 are about people on a journey. But this is most obvious in the life of Abraham. Abraham is on a spiritual journey just like we are. But he's also on a physical journey. And these two journeys overlap. And, and Abraham's physical journey becomes a metaphor for our spiritual journey. He's asked to leave his homeland and, and to go to a foreign land. And then Abraham is going to where no one he knows has ever gone before. He's leaving his friends. He's leaving his family. He's leaving what he knows. He is leaving the place that he calls home. And the only way that he can do this is because of faith. He trusts that God will take care of him. And it's interesting to me, if you go back and you look at Genesis, and you begin there in Genesis 12, which is the Abraham story, the start of it, uh, we know nothing about Abraham's life prior to when God calls him. 
The first thing that we learn about Abraham is that God told him to go from his country and family. That's the first thing that we know about him. The first thing that we learn about him. We know nothing about Abraham's life before this event. It is as if Abraham's life begins with this commission. Everything else doesn't matter. The only thing that mattered related to Abraham trusting in God. Abraham's life had meaning because of faith. And if it were not for faith, then we wouldn't know anything about Abraham today. He would be like countless others who have lived and died and then were forgotten. Faith changed Abraham's life in more ways than one. And our life is to mimic Abraham's in many ways. No, we're not expected to, to leave our home and to, to leave our family in search of another land. But we are expected to go on a journey. And life for us begins when we accept this call, when we accept God's call. It begins with faith. It begins with repentance and baptism. Repentance is the recognition that things are not working out as they should, and I need to go in the other direction. I need to to leave this place where I've been living, and I need to search for another place to live. I need to trust God. I need to follow Him. And baptism signifies new life. In, In baptism, part of us needs to die. And if our old self does not die in baptism, then something went wrong. Baptism is a death, burial, and resurrection. We are raised to new life. We are raised ready to begin a new journey. We are ready to follow God wherever he's going to lead us. Abraham's life was radical. You know, he left everything behind and he trusted God. And although that is radical, this is exactly what our Christian life should be. But too often, I think that we fail to imitate Abraham. Too often, we want to be a Christian in the homeland in which we were called. Too often, we want to to load down the wagon and take as much stuff as we can with us on our journey. We don't want to leave anything behind. We cling to that old way of life. We refuse to die to self and to give everything to God. We are Christian light. I'll just be a Christian when it suits me. I'll be a Christian when it's convenient. I'll be a Christian when, you know, it lines up with what I already believe. Well, Abraham could not have done what God asked him to do and stayed home. He could not have brought his old life with him and at the same time tried to follow God. He had to give it all up. He had to leave it all behind. He had to trust in God, and this was radical. But this is also what we're called to do. How is this possible? How can I change the direction of my life? How can I leave what I know behind? And the answer is faith. We have to trust God. 
We have to trust him to provide. We have to, to trust that he knows best. We have to trust that he knows the way. And this is not always easy because remember the definition of faith? Hebrews 11.1. 1. It is the assurance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. It is believing in something that we have not seen. It is believing in a God who we profess to be here this morning, but we cannot point him out in the crowd. It is believing in promises uh, that God has made, but we have yet to experience. It is trusting that God will one day return and that he'll make all things right. This is faith. And as we continue on our journey, we must remember that we're not alone. We must remember that we are going where others have gone before. And so as we close this morning, I want us to to look at three verses from Hebrews 11 and read these again about the faith of Abraham. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith, he went to live in the land of promise as in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. Faith is something that we must tend to. It is something that we must nurture. It is something we must build. Why? Because faith is something that we need our entire life. The amazing thing about these three verses is that it tells us Abraham searched his entire life for something he never found. How was he able to do that? It was because of faith. He never gave up. He got up each day and he kept pressing on day after day after day. Did he understand how God would do it? No. That's obvious from several stories in the life of Abraham. Did he have moments of doubt? I'm sure he did, but he kept going. Doubt is okay if we keep moving in the right direction and we don't let it overcome us. And this is what Abraham did. He lived by faith and he allowed faith to carry him in those moments of weakness. And our journey is similar. We know more than Abraham. We know about Jesus. We know about God's plan for all things. We know more about God because we know him through Jesus who is God in the flesh. And so we've had more revealed to us. But we are still searching for the city that has foundations, whose architect and builder is God. And we long for the day when we will enter into the gates of that city and be united with the people that we love. And we long for all things to be made right. We long for a place where there is no death, where there is no disease. We long to be in the presence of our Lord. 
A group of modern poets by the name of U2 sung about this journey, and I think they got it right. I believe in the kingdom come, then all the colors will bleed into one, bleed into one. But yes, I'm still running. You broke the bonds and you loosed the change, carried the cross of my shame. Oh, my shame. You know, I believe it. But I still haven't found what I'm looking for. But I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Part of the key to developing a faith that will last lies in what you're looking for. Are you looking for fame or fortune? If so, you'll never find enough. We must place our faith in the right place. We must place it in a God who never disappoints. We must believe in his promises. We must long for his return. We must look forward to the day that we will dwell in that eternal city. Each day we are on this earth, we are on a journey. Uh, We may have our ups and downs, but we know whom we believe in. And we place our trust in the almighty God, the creator of heaven and earth. We get up each morning and we keep going in the same direction. We never turn back. And we are filled with hope because we long for what is to come. We seek the city that Abraham sought so long ago, knowing that others have gone on before us and that they have reached their destination. And we may not be able to see the city with our eyes, but that's okay because we're not walking by sight. We're walking by faith. Let's pray. Father, we come before you this morning thanking you for this day and thanking you for all your many blessings. And we thank you for Hebrews 11, this chapter of encouragement that lets us know that others have gone on before us and that they've made it. It's easy to get discouraged, Father. It's easy to get down at certain moments in our lives when things aren't going well or things are not as what they should be. But we're thankful that we have a church family that will support us. We're thankful for your word that encourages us. But most of all, we're thankful for the faith that we have in you that carries us through. Father, we pray all this in the name of Jesus. Amen.